where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Batman. In a world where Joss Whedon nearly fucked us over with the greatest superhero team of all time, finally, Ryan and Ash are here to talk about the one true Justice League movie, Zack Snyder's. And I can safely say I am so fucking glad I've finally seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. Guys and girls, my name is Ryan. I am one half of Talks with Dorks, your friendly neighborhood geeky chat on a weekly basis. My other half is the one and only my good friend, Ash. Ash, how you doing? Wagwan. Wagwan. Just simply Wagwan this week. <laughs> <laughs> I did wonder when a Wagwan was going to come out of your mouth. I've heard you, you answer the phone with that so often that I did wonder. Um, yeah, I'm sweet. I'm down with the kids. You're down with the kids? Yeah, big up yourself. Yeah, big up yourself, Famalamalam. I think that's a thing. Famalam. yep. Uh, Famalam, walla walla bing bang. Man's not hot and all that. Um, two plus two is four. Um, Quick math. Oh, don't, we'll end up doing the rap. Before, <laughs> it's about talking about Justice League and we're about to do Big Shack. <laughs> Big Shack. Um, but yes, week 11, Ashley. Week 11 and we are finally here to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. And you can probably sense Indeed. from my tone, I'm happy. So You have been waiting for this for a very, very long time. I think since Man I, of Steel I, came I just, out. I guaranteed, like I've been saying this from the start, they had every intention of bringing out the Snyder Cut. I really think so. I think the moment that Snyder left and couldn't continue doing the movie, putting it together, and they brought in Whedon, I think what they thought is, we're going to do Whedon's, we're not going to put it all on the table because we can double down on this. We're not going to lay it all out there. I really think that we can release that one. And then in another five years, when we've got fuck all else to do for a little bit, we'll release the Snyder Cut. Yeah, but do you really and think they take that mate, much that of a was great publicity, though, wasn't it? That whole release the Snyder Cut shit. That took off. And I don't think it was anything to do with publicising it. I think Warner Bros. had every intention of doing it all along. What, uh, the only thing I can agree with you on that is because I think you, I think you're talking madness. Like, do you really think they take a gamble on such a shit movie or a version of Justice League and how poorly made it looked, and like how obvious that things were missing from it? They're gonna go right. We'll bring this out. People will go all right. Well, then they'll moan about it and we'll bring the other one out. What if people? Just Why went, not? They've done it with Suicide Squad. They released a shit movie and then that was it. Wow, well, don't you get me fucking started. Okay, look, Suicide Squad ain't meant to be. But now I need to see the eye cut. But we're not here to talk about the eye cut of Suicide Squad. We're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. We'll talk about one thing from Aya's movie, because he'll appear later. And I, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that. But um, okay. yeah, um, right. So start with the big question. Did you enjoy the movie? Like, yeah, I thought it was good. It was... Um... It was very long, wasn't it? Like four hours is oh, a yeah. long time. And can, like it, like you said, when we watched it, it was still the same concept of the movie. Was yeah. But there was just a lot more build-up to each character. So I liked that bit. I liked that they flushed out the characters a little bit more. They introduced them a little bit better. I liked the fact that all the action scenes in the film were a little bit longer as well. They added more to the action scenes. And all in all, it was like a good film. It went from a film what I thought was literally like meh, to a film that I was like, oh, that was that weren't too bad. I wouldn't sit down and watch it again, but it was a good film. It was a good watch. Okay, so a question I have, right? So think of it in this scenario. 
had that film came out first and yeah. you're sitting there, you're obviously you're going to compare it. If you just watch that film, you're going to compare it to the other one. You're going to compare it to Avengers. You know what? I'm not really because like with the I saw the Justice League when it came out and that was it. And I didn't think much of it. I was quite disappointed by it. What? So it's by not... the time this came around, the good thing about it is I'd forgotten so much about the last film other than I thought it was just really disappointing. So watching this film, and there's a lot of it that I remember little bits of it, but it was like watching it all for the first time. Hmm. So, okay, but so that's what I mean is like, so you're obviously in the natural geek world will go right well we've had avengers that well, we love this side of things had this version of you've gone to the cinemas in 2017 you'd seen this version of Zack snyder's justice league walked out of it would you have gone well that was better than the avengers the no. first time you see it really yeah i wouldn't have thought that was better than the avengers i think like they're, they're two very like you know i'm dc's biggest advocate i, I'm, I prefer I'm the characters you. Like I prefer all the characters in Justice in uh, like DC. It's just my. It's not better than. It's just my opinion. You know mm. what I mean? It's like it's not that I think DC is better than Marvel because that's objective. You know, I I personally find the characters better. I associate more with the characters. I like the darker tone. If I'm gonna sit down and read a comic, I'd much rather sit there and read a DC comic than a Marvel comic. Hundred percent. That's not to say I'd still watch the Marvel films and I would still read a good like Marvel comic. I just prefer the characters on the DC side, but that's one thing that Marvel does is they are, they knock it out of the park with most of their films. Really. They don't really have like really shit films. They have like meh, good. Films I, I can watch this because like, I know it's going to go to the next one films. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it's, um, I, I just feel with the DC, I mean, we all thought it when they went into the first time we saw justice league is that it was so rushed that it was almost like they were trying to compete with Marvel. Oh, Marvels has brought out the Avengers. Let's try and throw all the characters in there at once. And it did seem like that. It was like, where did Cyborg come from? With like very little character build up. And then Flash was just thrown in there as well with very little character build up. And it was just, it was just very, it felt very rushed. And See, it still I mean. feels a little bit rushed in a way. I mean, I still feel like they could have all had their own movies. I mean, there's no need to try and compete with Marvel. You're a different product. You know, Marvel has the really light-hearted, fun side of it, family-friendly, you know, comedy stuff. DC isn't so much. I mean, you do have those family-friendly characters, you know, like Shazam, um, Flash, uh, Green Lantern. They all have darker tones as well. There's parts of the comics that are really dark as well, you know, which probably wouldn't be Marvel's cup of tea as such. Well, it wasn't back then anyway. Now they're becoming a bit R-rated now, aren't they? There's certain um, things. See, uh, yeah. See, I, I think that if this this the film had come out, I know what you're saying about like the whole there, there could have been more to the story. I think this version, if I'd have seen this first, I'd have come out with thinking, "Wow, I really enjoyed like what I saw of Cyborg. I want I, what I saw of Flash. I want to see more." Whereas with the first one, I was like, "What's the point of them?" Because there was no, yeah. there was nothing. And a major one, I'm going to, there's something I've been thinking about since I watched that is obviously, I don't really want to make this like a podcast where we're going into the whole, like the, the, the Ray Fisher's got this whole big thing against Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon claiming something. He's not officially ever said what they, that they've done, but claiming like a tone of racism towards it. Now, yeah. watching this film, I'm like, man, if, if it wasn't of like, if they weren't trying to be racist, then I've come across it because they, they took away everything from him. Oh, yeah. They, everything. Like, when I saw Snyder's vision for 
the cyborg side of the story. I was like, it was quite an integral part of the story. Massively. Like, it was a big part of the story. And then the fact that they cut all of that, pretty much, I was just like, why? Like, I, I can understand. Like I said, I, I kind of think it's a little bit of a conspiracy in a way. I think they had every intention of doing this and bringing it out and cutting a lot out. I think, literally, it was like, we need to cut this down for a theatrical release of a two-hour film. So they just cut everything, knowing full well that later on, they'll release the Snyder Cut DVD or Blu-ray. But in fact, they actually released it on HBO Max and all that lot. But I think it was just another way to boost sales. Like, you know, like they do it all the time with films. Like, you had The Watchmen, and then five years later on, they brought out The Watchmen director's cut. Uh, who is the director was... of The Watchmen? I don't know, you know. Zack Snyder. Was he, was he Snyder <laughs> yeah. as well? I can't mm, actually, I may, maybe you are right. Maybe he does have a conspiracy. But, yeah, just... but you know what I mean? It's like, I think they had every intention of doing that. I think they probably couldn't release a four-hour movie for theatres, and Warner Brothers knew this, and they kind of cut a lot out. But it makes sense now, watching this movie. This is the far superior version, obviously. My, I mean, my, you can't sit there and ever go back and watch the original Justice League once I, you've this seen This is one of those scenarios where I think, like, I, maybe you're right. Yeah, four hours in the cinemas is a long time. I mean, it's just hard because you don't want to go to It's not like you can pause it in a cinema. You you yeah, go to the toilet, you're going to miss something. You could be gone. You can time yourself and go, I've done that in a minute. But that minute, you could have missed one line from a movie that has fucked it all for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially with these sort of films, there's always something you go, oh, I remember yeah, that. I mean, they, they do it all the time. Like Even with Lord of the Rings, they've done it. They brought out the extended versions of Lord of the Rings, and they're like four and a half hours each. You know what I mean? It's like they do do it with films, but they're never released in the cinema as such. You so said do do again. I just, this was their plan. This is going to be the thing. But with, what better way to get a massive advertising campaign to sell this Snyder Cut, hashtag Snyder Cut, for two years. Yeah, but... You know what I mean? It's like... I, it I personally... It it's what I was saying, uh, what I was getting to, was that I think if this film, they would have just held back a little bit, obviously they didn't... No one knew about the pandemic and that. This film has come out at the right time for it to be released. This was the... The, the, the fact that we've all... We're all sat at home, we can sit, we can, we can, we're all binge-watching everything all the time. We've got time to watch a four-hour film, so this yeah. this has come out and it's perfect timing. It's a like I mean, all right, we've seen the other one, and to me, that other one, I've got it on Blu-ray. I'm probably never going to watch that again, but I've got it because it's part of the it's part of the films, and I've collected all the DC films because it's, it's the main thing I collect on Blu-ray is DC stuff, and yeah. Um, I will get if they bring. Obviously, I'm assuming they're going to bring Zack Snyder's version to Blu-ray. I'll get that straight away, um, but. I think this film, I personally think this film needs to be canon now after they've done that because they're saying that possibly they're going to carry on moving away from Snyder. He's gone but and he's not going to come back. Although he did release a statement, didn't he, and say that Snyder was like, I've no real drive to do another superhero movie as such. Yeah, but would, yeah, but you would say that. But then it. can you believe anything he says now? Because for the last five years, he's known he's bringing out a Snyder cut. <laughs> so conspiracy theory to its finest um yeah yeah, it's like you know watching that film like as i said i thought it was a good film um one thing the thing is if i went to the cinema and saw this one thing i'd have walked away from this whole scenario would be i can't wait to see um dark side a movie where dark sides like like apocalypse war or something right so that was my main takeaway from that but then it's like but are we going to now, though? This is the thing. I mean, we might, but it's not going to be a Snyder's version, I don't think, probably. I think it'll be a... 
whole possibly. So, uh, that's that's the thing. Like when I I remember coming out of Justice League, just being very confused, being like when I see the cinema, I'm like. Obviously, we all knew there was going to be problems. We knew by the time that film came out that something weren't going to be right because of what like we'd been following the story. I mean, I know I had been following what had happened. I knew that we'd had taken over. I knew, and I I come out of it thinking, man, like where do they go from that? Like what what like that wasn't a, that wasn't the film I ex- wanted expected. But now I've seen the Snyder Cut. I'm like I need to see the, I need to see more of these movies and like. Warner Brothers, like after the reaction to this, would be stupid not to let him carry, or at least, like I've said, like I've sort of, I think I've mentioned this before about him becoming maybe like a Kevin Feige, in a sense, just overlooking it and going down his route, and the bringing in directors like Patty Jenkins, who did, one, uh, did uh, Wonder Woman, and um, oh, what's his name that done Aquaman? Oh, uh, is it? James, it doesn't matter anyway, but no. the, it's not James Gunn, is it? No, it's not James Gunn. He's done Suicide Squad, but no. bringing James Gunn in because supposedly... Or was it James Wan or something? Something, yeah. It, it's something, well, I think it's uh, Oriental name. Um, yeah. James it Wan. Anyway, it was James Wan. I it just was looked. James Wan. I, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 So, bringing um, those in and let it sit down right. Zack Snyder, this is what I was going to do. You guys take this film. You've got Aquaman. You've got Wonder Woman. You've got the Suicide Squad. Yeah, but, but I don't think that they should. Because, nope. like, James Wan didn't go off the Snyder Cut. He basically rehashed that entire Aquaman character but and turned it into a much better character. You say that. I've been reading this week that um, um, Patty Jenkins, James Wan, and James Gunn, because obviously he's doing a Suicide Squad, have all, throughout all of their movie, been in talks with Zack Snyder. Kind of like what I was saying, with Zack Snyder, so they don't mess up his timeline just in case... And they've, that's one of the things. So they've been in like... So, yes, they things are different. Like, one big thing, Mira's got a British accent in this one. Did you yes. notice that? Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, and it was horrendous. <laughs> Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> Which, you know what? I didn't mind it, though. No. I, don't, I don't mind Amber Heard. As a, I know it's a bit weird. Uh, she's British in this one and not in... The, uh, uh, I I, gem- I can't stand her because of the whole Johnny Depp thing, but we're not going into that. Yeah, um, I, I you know what I don't even know how much of that is true. So well, that's what I'm saying. But it's, to me, there's there's bad blood there, so maybe they should move on from her. But let's actually talk about the movie opening, opening wires. Obviously, so this yeah. one. Do you remember the opening to original Justice League? <laughs> no. See, like I said, I don't remember much of the original Justice League other than it was shit, and I don't really need to see it again, so I didn't watch it again. The, the, the Justice League opened with like a kid's camera phone filming Superman talking yes, about. Yes, that was it in the fucking the dodgy mustache. That's the first time you see it. Like, come on, you're opening with the dodgy mustache already, <laughs> fucking big red cross there. And the kid's like, mm, hope, and he's like, mm, and Superman's like, I gotta go, and flies off. And then it goes straight into there's like Batman, he catches a parademon. Do you remember this? But he sort of catches a parody. Yeah, with it? like his uh, fishing net type. And gun. it's the whole <laughs> where he finds out about yeah, with the whole finds out about the whole smell of fear. There's a smell of fear. That's what attracts them. Right. Yeah. That's what they did. But then you sort of see he progresses. Then you see him going over to meet Aquaman. This film started with the going straight to look for Ac- for Arthur Curry. He's the, it, open, it opens with like the rehash of what happened to Superman and the calling across the universe or like 
as such activating the mother boxes or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like I've watched with that scene as well, the Aquaman scene. I was like, there's there was bits of this film where there was a lot of filler that I thought was no need to be in there. You know what I mean? Like there's it's a four hour film. When you talk about making cuts, there's certain things you could cut. When they were all singing to Arthur Curry going back into the fucking water, was I the only one that was just sitting there going like, what the fuck is the point of this scene? It I know, I straight well, up. It went too long. I, I sat there and thought like, okay, they do a little song, it's going to cut in a minute. Like, they've, they've performed the entire fucking orchestra of it. Like, they've done the whole three-minute song and I'm sitting there just watching it like, why are they fucking, why are we watching them sing a, this song in their native language to fucking... <laughs> the Aquaman going back into what it was really weird. That two of my only issues with this film, and it's not, I'm ha- quite happy that it is only these things. Is that like that sort of thing, like a lot of fillers, a lot of filler scenes, yeah. and yeah. the slow, a lot of slow motion scenes was another thing. Right, well, that, yeah, because there's some bits like I had probably, I've probably got way more issues with this than you have. Yeah, because I know you've been gushing over this for ages, and I knew that I knew all magnets since I sat there. This finished, and I literally. Thought, yeah, Ryan's gonna absolutely love this. It's gonna be the best thing since sliced bread, and I just thought it was about a seven out of ten. But <laughs> and there's nothing you could do to convince Ryan otherwise. No, but like, uh, but I'm glad you come up with certain things like this because I totally forgot about the whole singing to Arthur Curry thing going back into the water until you mentioned that scene. I was like, that was one of my little uh, bugbears with the film. Yeah, I'm just gonna point out quickly because it's happened a couple of times. People might have noticed maybe in the last episode we have. S- couple of like cutouts sometimes if there is a cutout we do apologize obviously me and ash record this in two different locations and sometimes there might be a COVID. little yeah covid <laughs> thanks to covid we will do this together one day one day we will be together uh, but right now i'm not allowed anywhere near him um <laughs> but just just get... it's questionable when there's no covid either but yeah so guys we try and cover it as much as we can if if there is a cutout we try and you know, edit it afterwards before we send it out. But if there is any cutouts, we apologise. Hopefully you don't miss too much information. Anyway, so, the, like I said, the opening to this, when I rem- when I watched Justice League, I remember, like, cause I've seen it a few times, I remember thinking, like, the whole travelling over to Arthur, the one thing that wound me up was that Bruce, but you see Batman, and then he goes looking for Arthur, and he's got a full-grown beard, then he's shaving it off. I'm like, man, like, is it taking him that long to get to Arthur Curry? Like, it's been, like, two or three weeks because he's got a full... But this film started there. It started. Mm. It made so much more sense that he had a beard. Like, you well, see... Well, yeah, because, like they said in that that bit in the scene, in the uh, barn or wherever the fuck they was, when he sat there and went, all helicopters, all things have been grounded because of the storm. How did he get in? Oh, he came over the mountain. So, already you know that he's done this big fucking trek by a foot and horseback to get to where he is now because of this storm. It's a simple little thing, but that fleshed out. And that, because like I said, you one of the first things you see in the... the in, I just want to call it Whedon's thing. Whedon's thing. You see Batman straight away. He clearly doesn't have a beard because you can see... That's the only bit of Batman you can see. <laughs> like, you'd notice yeah, if he, he had a beard. He doesn't make his shitty joke of, I heard you talk to fish. Yeah, yeah all right, we all know that one. Oh, right. It's, uh, yeah, again, some of the like silliest parts of Justice League, you just knew that wasn't... Zack Snyder and some this is uh, like well it's not even about Zack Snyder it's just once again I think Warner Brothers was trying to be like Marvel oh Marvel's very light-hearted and comedy so let's turn everything about this into a fucking funny ha-ha and I just didn't like it but you couldn't do that yeah. when you've got a film that the bits that the main bits they're taking the main bits from that film that was still Zack Snyder was still darker in tone and then you've got stupid jokes 
around it that just oh, don't yeah, make he's, sense. He's, he's still done things wrong in my book, and we'll get to those as they come up. But um, but yeah, like the opening scene. Yeah. So what else was in that first part of that one? So I know you got the Arthur. Uh, Curry scene. You start uh, seeing, like, obviously, you, this, this is what we said. You start fleshing out the characters more. We see what's going yeah. on. We see why Steppenwolf's doing what he's doing. We get the the, the background of of the whole thing. We we, we see, obviously, you, early on, you see the dark side. Well, is it when Diana finds out? She, you see the history of dark side. Yeah, that's quite. A, that's about almost halfway in. I think is it because okay. it got to yeah. Well, it got it took a while to get to the point of the whole dark side thing. A lot of it was just obviously the introducing to the characters, uh, Bruce Wayne trying to put the group together because something's coming. Um, I think it might have been like yeah, it might have been like part two or part three where the thing the Amazon send over the arrow, isn't it? Yeah, that, but mate, no, to be honest. That part was one of the best parts of the movies, in my opinion, was the Amazons. Because, holy fuck, you know, they're talking about, like, this is one of my, this is the thing I hate as well with certain uh, companies like, say, DC. When they're sitting there saying, oh, we're going to cast a black Superman or something like that. And I'm like, I know that they want to add more diversity to some of these shows. The same reason why they gave, like, Captain Marvel, they wanted an all-female a proper female, um, say Marvel solo character and all that. But there's so many good ethnic type characters in terms of like, you've got, like we were saying, with the Blue Beetle being cast, the, there's like a Latino guy that plays Blue Beetle. Like you've got um, John Stewart, isn't it? The Green Lantern. Yep. You know, you've got a black Green Lantern. You've got so many great characters that are already of these like, ethnicities and same with like women where they're trying to cast women for fuck's sake Matt nothing screams like power to women than that fucking Amazonian scene they literally every single one of them convinced me they were badass oh mate they were fucking like even the the young like, like the teen I don't know who that, I can't think of who that is it's like a teenage girl that like a young girl really young girl with with, her, with um what's her mum's name hip uh Queen hip hop Hippolyta <laughs> Hippolyta yeah, or something. Hippolyta. Yeah, or something. The Queen. Hippolyta. The Queen. Yeah. Um, but she... no, nah, man, like that that alone, I, I really think they need to do an Amazonian series. Not just a film. Don't give it just two hours. Just do a whole fucking series like on HBO Max, like they're doing with Green Lantern, you know, hour an episode, because mate, they were just fucking because it's weird when you get like female leads sometimes, they don't always they don't I don't always buy into them as being this big strong character that they make out to be sometimes you know what i mean it's like there's um what's a there's certain characters that do in a day like the, the one that what's her name the one that was in that blonde uh atomic blonde you've probably never seen it but she come across as a fucking badass in that film and she convinced me that she was a badass in that film when you've got like the new tomb raider nah, i didn't really i didn't really see her in that role there's certain other characters where i'm just like no nah, i don't buy into you being like this badass character that you're trying to portray. But mate, those fucking the Amazons in that scene, just that bit where they go, show him your fear. We have no fear. And then mate, they just fucking unleash. I'm like, you guys are fucking sick. That for me was the, this is Sparta moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, it, that, yeah it did kind of remind you of that. But mate, that who's so good. Even the where they're like, seal the fucking tombs and they're like smashing down the things and they're sacrificing themselves with the queen shit. I was like, mate, these Amazonians are badass. I want to see a whole TV series 
just on this, like bringing all the Amazonians in a fucking TV series with like the old gods, like Zeus, Artemis, Ares, Atlan, just give us a whole story of like the Amazons and Atlantis together, but mainly based on the war, maybe the feud between what became of the Amazons and the Atlanteans. You know what I mean? Like just something fucking good with that. And then obviously you got the gods in there as well. Like Zeus and all that. But obviously, you see, obviously, in the battle, the previous battle uh, where Darkseid first came to Earth, you see Zeus and Ares again. Ares, Artemis as well with her bow. You see um, the lantern. uh, I can't remember that lantern's name. Is is that that is the lantern that dies, isn't it? And then his ring goes off to um, yeah to find Hal Jordan. Well, no, it's the um, it's the one from it's the one he's. I can't remember his name from Green Lantern, but in Green Lantern, the movie, he was uh, Michael Clark Duncan's character, his lantern. It was the same, that lantern. I can't remember. Yeah, that's what I said, the one that died. The one that dies, and then his ring goes and finds Hal Jordan. Is it, was it him? Was it Mike? I thought that was the other guy that helped him, like his, like, sort of training partner. I've seen that once, and I wish I hadn't, but... But, yeah, it's not a great one. But, yeah, no, that... That was pretty like I, I think that would make a great fucking film or a TV series. Just based one on the Amazons, man. That yeah, be great. That, that that would be amazing. Amazing. That was honestly that was probably my favourite part of that entire film was just the Amazonians. Okay, right. You see, yeah, that's that's you. That's written written all over it. Like the the, the proper action scenes. So I great. It was drawn out action sequence. Gave like it put them on the map for me. Like in terms of wow, they could really run with this. And I think they honestly could get a great series out of that. I think everyone that's seen the film now would sit there and say the same thing, like, oh, yeah, definitely, give them a CV series. I, I See, I, I again, yeah, I agree. This, again, massively missing from the original Justice League. You, you, you It's probably like the, the best you've seen of the Amazonians. Obviously, usually it's, when you see it, it's based around Diana. This is them. Yeah, it's always without, like training sequences. Yeah, this is this is this is them without Diana, and the Amazon. You get to sort of spotlight on the actual Amazonians because obviously usually you're looking for Diana because she's Wonder Woman. This is giving them a bit more spotlight. So yeah, good series yeah. without Diana as well would be quite good. Because, yeah, don't you don't like maybe she can do like the odd little cameo or something, but well, she it, it doesn't need to be on now. I think it, like she's off in the real world now, but I think it should be pre-Diana. Yeah. I think it should be before she's... But yeah, that's what I said. I think it should go into the story of like the Atlanteans and the Amazonians, oh, yeah, yeah. what yeah, yeah. caused their feud, like the old gods being in there as well. So like their relationship with Zeus, Artemis, Ares, Atlan, obviously the king of Atlantia. Uh, Atlan- Ugh, Atlantia. Atlantis. Uh, Atlantis. Atlantia. <laughs> Atlantis, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it was like that was... That was the standout part of the film for me, I think, was the Amazonians doing that little battle. And then the actual war as well, which you see a little bit in depth as well, where the first time Darkseid comes to Earth. Once again, a great little action sequence. Not as long as the original Amazon scene, but it was a good scene, I thought. It, it was, and it's, it's good to see that it was Darkseid, because obviously originally it, it was all... You, they just completely got rid of all sort of anything to do with Darkseid. Which is like, yeah. you're, that was stupid in a sense because nobody's fucking. I'd never heard. I didn't know who Steppenwolf was. I mean, I'd read some of the comics, and I, I, but he wasn't a character that stuck out in my mind to remember at all. Yeah, it's like you when you started mentioning fucking Granny Goodness. I literally thought that was a serial by fucking Kellogg's. Again, <laughs> I didn't know who that was until yeah, like you said, Smallville. Then I read stuff, and then when I read comics and Granny Goodness is in it, I was like, oh yeah, that's Granny Goodness. Um, yeah. 
see, I always thought she was actually the the mum of the mother boxes for some reason because she's okay. granny, because granny mother. Um, yeah. I'm surprised there isn't like a stepmother box out there somewhere. Just there to take your pocket money off you. Um, but right, so the story in itself it just makes a lot more sense. We, we obviously we get into. But we've talked about the opening and where we introduced all the characters, um, which is, I think, chapter one and two is a lot of the introductions. Yeah, it's a lot of just yeah introducing you to each characters and stuff. Um, so th- did you notice as well, I don't know if it's a character that stood out to you, who um, Silas is Stone. Silas Stone, who is Cyborg's dad. Did you notice yeah. who his partner in crime is? That's something yeah, it's else. Adam, to... isn't it? Yeah, it's Adam. Ryan, Ryan Choi. Yeah, Adam. Ryan Choi. That's what I'm saying. Once again, now you've got a Chinese character. Fucking give him a film or give him a series or whatever. You know, it's like there's so many good characters, like superheroes, that aren't just white or male. But it's it's fucking don't don't change characters that are like already. Just give them their actual characters that have been made. It's like there's great characters out there for them. It's sort of made me stress, sort of because I don't remember him being in the Justice League, like the Weedon thing, ever at all. Um, so to me, like like I said, with the whole, they got rid of most of Cyborg's story and they got rid of yeah. like, the ethnicity side of things. It doesn't look good at what for Warner Brothers. Are they like, hang on, you've no, actually, that's what I'm saying. You know you, what I mean? You've started you, cutting. You've you've not made yourself look good because you, the main parts you've taken away is a lot to do with diversity and ethnicity. Like you said, you've, Amazonians. You've cut all the women. You've cut the Amazonians. You've cut the Chinese guy who's uh, going to be Adam. You've cut all of Cyborg's parts. It's like, fuck, it's like, yeah, you've literally, you, yeah, you've not made yourself look great, have you? <laughs> when no. it comes to them being racist and all that, like, or being accused of being racist, it's like, yeah, but when you look back, like I said, you've not done yourself any favours with cutting all those parts. No, not at all. And the like, it goes back to, obviously, I know a lot of it, fingers have been pointed at Whedon, but that's like, it's true, like, reading into, like, the whole, obviously, as, as we've said before, I love Buffy and Angel, like, the whole... Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia Chase in Buffy and then Angel, she's like come forward and said the reason she like it was it was weird how they sort of cut her out straight away. She was the main part of all of Angel, and in the last season mm. she was just gone, came back, did a goodbye and left. Um, she came forward and said basically that Joss Whedon, like she was pregnant, she kept she was pulled into Joss Whedon's office and said he said to her like what are you gonna do with it? And he, she's like what do you mean I'm gonna do with it? I'm gonna have my baby. He's like well you kind of have the baby, you're not in this no more. You don't have the baby, you're still part of Angel, and mm. yeah, good reason to not want to go back to there ever again. I suppose like that's quite bad. Telling her yes, basically, if you ca- yeah, if you you keep your baby, if you don't abort your baby, you got a job. That's not a good. <laughs> that is not a good thing to say to anybody. Like I get it might mess with storylines and stuff like that, but um, kind of not a good. Okay, not okay. Um, yeah, so. Not to keep slagging off weed, and let's go back to the the, the real Justice League. Um, right, okay. So, what what do you want to talk about? What, you, is there anything burning you want to talk about? Scenes we can get to. Um, you know what? The, I talk about one of my biggest problems with the original and with this one as well. Now is the Flash. My, I just he fucking sucks. I'm a big Flash fan. I love the yeah. Flash as a character. You know, I've read many of the comics. I've got a, a lot of them. And I was really hoping it was the amount of times you was like, oh, this isn't fucking Snyder's uh, vision for everything. This isn't Snyder's vision. I was like, I'm hoping then that Ryan's a little bit correct and that Snyder's vision did not make Barry Allen and The Flash that character Josh Whedon did. 
and in his one it's different but nope yeah like in this one yes he's in the original he didn't know his he wasn't very well trained, was he? He didn't, no, he didn't know his powers that well. Shit. He kind of was just thrown into it. He was a bit of a coward. He's like, oh, we're going to fight now and stuff like that. Like, I don't know what to do. Just get people out of the building. He's like, oh, okay, I can do that. And it was like, Flash isn't a coward. He's anything but. I mean, like, I, I bits that I know from, like, The Flash is like, you know, he's a kid that grew up with asthma and stuff like that. So, but yet he would still put himself in harm's way to protect people. You know what I mean? Even though he had asthma. So he would technically almost kill himself if he tried to help fight someone else's battle. You know, he'd never run away from trouble because, well, he had asthma and he probably wouldn't get very far. So it's like he would never run from trouble either. So it's like he's, he's a very brave character and he will always put other people before himself. He's very like self-sacrificial, and he does that a lot. Like, we'll take fucking the CW series for example. He fucking kills himself at the end of every episode to sacrifice himself to save the world, and then comes back on the next season. Yeah, but on, but as a character, he's not cowardly. He's anything but like he's witty. So th- this is the thing I think that Snyder fucked it a bit. Like they, I think mistook the witty side of him and the fact that he can be comical for this just joke of a person who's stumbling everything and it's like I just didn't dig the character at all and I mean like the motherfucker tripped over like three times during the fucking movie he's like running like he does the little thing to help fucking Dinah get her fucking sword back he runs and trips on that one he's running on thingy he trips over on that bit he runs at fucking thingy he trips and goes into Aquaman he's like the guy's tripping over himself like four times during the fucking film it's like you've made him out to be this big joke of a fucking character. And it's really made me nervous for the Flashpoint movie. It really has. Well, because I like him, not the actor, but this character that they've given him. I don't like this character as the Flash. Yeah, I mean, let's hope because since, obviously, I'm assuming since that... There's been a lot more, you know, as Miller himself has probably taken on board what people have been saying that maybe his character. And after this, again, a lot of people have been saying one thing sort of let down this movie was the Flash was a bit. I think the Flash he was a meant, comic relief character. He was meant. He's meant to be a bit goofy, like Barry. He's late for everything. He's goofy, but I think they went a bit. Like you say they went a bit too far with the goofiness. It was the wrong kind of goofiness for Barry. Yeah, that, I think they just mistook it. I think what it is is that they hadn't actually sat down and read a fucking comic book with the Flash in, and all they'd done is heard some bullet points. Is of oh well, prior to obviously, most of them is like he's really late for things. He's always slow at working and stuff like that. And I think they just mistook all that and the fact that he's witty and quite funny, that he was just just bumbling fucking buffoon of a character. And that's what they put across. He he was just this bumbling buffoon idiot, which was a bit of a comic relief character. He was literally, he just looked like he was put in there for humour side of the film, to put a bit of humour in the film. And I was like, you can still put a bit of humour in the film and have him in this serious kind of heroic, brave character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate him. I just he was he was a weak link for me. He's just a weak. He's not as strong as the Flash. Yeah, I, I think, like, to, yeah, I think hate's a strong word. I just fucking despise. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's a big difference between that and it. But it would be the same as you, is if they did that same shit with Batman. If they made Batman this massive, huge comedy character who's running away from trouble all the time because he has no superpowers, like, oh shit, I ain't got superpowers, I'll go fist fight, man, just runs out the room screaming. You'd turn around and you'd be like, 
this ain't fucking Batman. This ain't the Batman. No, no, I get, I get that, but I don't. I, this one, he didn't really. He weren't like afraid. He was just. It was just. He just. He wasn't to me, necessarily afraid. He was he just was fucking useless. Immature. I think he was very immature. It's kind of like Barry Allen is a younger soul, but they've gone a little bit too teenagey with him. It's, if you wanted a younger one, put in a fucking Wally West kid Flash. If, if you want a younger d- kid version of the Flash, you've my, got that in another character, so use that. Yeah, but my, it's my my idea would be like if you're going to look at uh, be a teenager, don't be Screech, be Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Do you know what I mean? Like, they've got a bit more Screech than they have Zach. He should be cooler, a little bit cooler, a bit more cocky. I suppose I, I'd, I'd look for him a little bit more cocky. Like he seemed a little bit too afraid of his teammates. Like when yeah. Do you know what I mean? When when he did trip over, well, when Superman basically pushed him into uh, Aquaman, he he sort of looked at him as he's like, oh, he, he sidestepped him. That was all he done. He fucking sidestepped him. But there was twice that he tripped over himself. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he fucking he fucking Superman went to clothesline him at one point. And he had to duck it and fell over like a little bitch and stuff, rather than going under and ducking it or anything like that, or doing a baseball slide and back on his feet, whatever. Instead, he goes and slips over and falls. And then when he's running around in circles trying to help Diana, he goes and gets his foot caught on one of the fucking rungs hanging out of the side of the building. And he goes and stacks it on that as well. I'm just like, it just, yeah, I just didn't like the character. And it's yeah, weird it's because the first time you ever see the Flash in a set, like in the in the in Batman v Superman, you see the the guy in the him in the the, the store where he flashes fast. He looks mm. like he's got control of his power there. And then you yeah. see him from the future when he goes, Lois is the key, Lois, Lois is the key, that. He looks, you know, he's obviously, but like in the middle, you've got this character that we're actually being introduced to as being like a, a real goofball. Like, hey. And then he had one of the most uncomfortable scenes for me throughout the whole film. Which was? was that bit where he fucking, you know the bit where he was about to break the sound, the, the sound barrier again or the speed of light right, and he's going to travel yeah. back in time. And he starts running, he's like, just remember, Par... I was one of the best, the best of the best, dad. Remember that and all this shit. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Why are you fucking to- what? What the fuck is this? Yeah. That whole him narrating himself when he was running, I just found that really awkward and unnecessary. And it just made it just once again, just made it look like more of a bitch than the character needed to be. Yeah. I, I that was, one of the reasons I weren't like I was like bit yeah a bit much like yeah like there was trying to have a touching light. moment and it really missed the fucking mark. It kind of felt it kind of felt like a Whedon part. <laughs> it felt it like they felt really forced and it had no need to be in there. Like they could have skipped over that altogether and just had him you know just running and that was it. Boom done. Oh, to be honest, <laughs> That's it, all you need because that, that was almost the same time. You know, like in that moment, actually, we're talking towards the end of the film. We're in that moment where he gets hit. He he was a little bit too. <gasps> I just need to. I lost my breath. It was too childlike. It was comic again. It was just them turning him into a comic yeah, character, too- and it just wasn't. Like I said, I think everything's doing the Flash in that movie. Yes, it was nice to see them using the Flash a bit more and his abilities. But I just think they just used him in all the wrong ways. It made me worried for the character going forward. That's all it did. I was kind of hoping that it would be like a Batman and they were going to recast the Flash and restart again or something and just... Oh, we don't have a fucking clue what they're doing at this moment. No, but um, now they're going with the, obviously, the normal Flash and Supergirl's been casting it and all that lot. But 
I'm just hoping that they completely change the character for this. I mean, they changed Aquaman for Aquaman, the film. Aquaman, I filled it in Josh Whedon's and a little bit in Jack Snyder's Justice League. He was Jack more Snyder. Just a se- or Zack Snyder. He was just more of a kind of a sex object. He was there as eye candy. Like, there was uh, so much tops off scene for Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, like, but to be fair. Here's me with my top half again. Here's me. I was like, dude, you must go through so many fucking t shirts. Because literally, every time you come out of the water, you put a t shirt on. And before you go jump back in, you just fling it on the floor. And then you've got that weird, creepy chick from that village picking up your clothes. They're like, <sighs> and then taking it back home to a little fucking wardrobe of Aquaman half a curry tops. You but never he's like, know. He's just always ripping off t-shirts and stuff. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, and then... I feel like in that movie and the past movies, he was just, I don't know. He was this weird kind of like topless bro. Like, yeah, but, man. Yeah, but, that, but to <laughs> me, like, nah. that's how they've called up. At, you know, the whole, like obviously Aquaman was known as like the camp character. No one really cared about Aquaman, but if you've got Jason Momoa, that's how they've sold him. Like, Oh sh- it's t- look at him like Aquaman look that's how you're going to sell the, it that's the how the comics they s- changed Aquaman over the years so it's like that so he was a bit of a joke character let's face it back in the day it was just a guy that talked to fish but they've changed that over the years in the recent comics and stuff like the new 52 comics and all that he's got way more abilities now and he's more of a actual contender for being a fucking superhero but like yeah i think the Aquaman done a good job i quite like the Aquaman it was very avatar-esque but um and I think that film done him justice. I don't. It, I still think if I would have gone into Zack Snyder's Justice League as the first film, I would have come out saying, you fucked Flash, I didn't like that at all. You fucked Aquaman, didn't like that at all. Um, you fucked the Joker, but then Dickhead on the other side done that as well. So, but so I was just like, Meh. I think they just, going off of the Zack Snyder's one, I just think a lot of characters would have been ruined for me and i was worried about him going forward but then when i saw aquaman the film i was like okay now you've got him in a kind of a more comic book accurate costume the tridents the original kind of comic book accurate trident and he's he just seems more of a badass superhero character now as aquaman and i like that he looks like aquaman now and he feels like aquaman so i'm hoping the flash has the same thing happen with him when i see it new suit as well so I'm not a fan of that suit either. Uh, yeah, I'm I think hoping I, they well, go for a more comic. Well, that's suit, one of the things that in the picture that they released, where you've got Michael Keaton's Batman drawn with the Flash. It's a new suit, and it's supposedly Michael Keaton's Batman gives him that suit. So, yeah, hopefully there will be a new suit. So we'll see. Um, uh, let's. I want to talk. Let's get to the like because we're. You know, quite a way in. Let's get to the moment for me where it really. I mean, like I said I think I text you saying that that this film's mad because I'm nearly two hours in and I'm seeing things two hours in that I saw in the first twenty minutes of the original. It yeah, was they did. Yeah. It was like something. Everything was like I said, so fleshed out, and you. Like, I was thinking, forgot this bit happened, but oh yeah, like th- this is like a long way into it now. Like, like the, the the whole bring it like obviously to me i want to get to it now where where they're starting to bring superman back um which again this made so much more sense how they went against steppenwolf and they they instead of the whole are we going to bring him back he's going to be a zombie sort of thing they went like it's where they stand around and you finally see that hologram that everyone when they saw the back of it in the original trailer thought it was supergirl but you see that hologram of superman they're like we need him we need him like and the whole how 
this is where they cut Victor's story. He's, he tells you like the, the background of this box. It's there to basically, it can reanimate. He can bring people back to life. It's the, who's in control of it. I want to take control of it. This is a big part of that. And the other one, it was like, we can maybe bring him back and he might turn into a, a zombie. He may like want to kill us. We don't know. Weird, but they've bringing him back the right way. Give us a reason to want to bring him back and how. Yeah, I think like obviously it weren't too far off of one of the main stories for because um, there's two different variations, isn't there, of the Superman being dead. There's the one where he gets reanimated by the ship. Yeah, um, so he's actually dead and he gets reanimated by his own ship. So that's kind of the route they went down. And then there's the other one where he was never actually dead. The one where on our Earth, it would assume that he's dead, but he's actually just in almost like a stasis where his heartbeat slows down to almost nothingness, but he's reanimated, he's rejuvenated. Yeah. So it's like he actually does come back and then he needs to sun because he's obviously a bit thingy. So it's like there's there's two variations kind of thing, and they went for the ship one. I think they wasted the black suit. Um, in my opinion, I think because in the other one he was buried in the black suit, wasn't he? It was like the Kryptonian burial suit almost. It was the black suit that they buried him in. In the comic, um, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes, it, the reason why he's wearing the black suit is he's just come back from the dead in it. <laughs> so that's why he's wearing it. But in this one, it was like he chose the black suit out of his ship. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a bit weird because you've got all your memories back now and you know that the whole red and blue is a bit iconic. So why would you go for a black suit? You know, you know that the red and blue is kind of the American dream and the brings hope and shit like that. It's just, it's, it's a very American character, isn't it? So it's like the red, white and blue type thing. It's the red and blue. It's kind of symbolizes America. Fuck yeah. But, See, um, I kind of liked, I kind of liked that he went and chose the suit because you, you, it was the opposite of what, when they said, obviously that, that clip wasn't in the original movie but they that was on the 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 blu-ray that as an additional scenes you see him and behind him is the black black suit and he looks and he, he's obviously looking at the red and blue but in this one behind him is the red and blue he's looking at the black one and it opens up i like that i kind of like that because he's to me he's come out and he's like i want he the idea is to me was he's he's looking i want to stand for something i want to be show that i'm back in in i'm different i've got a different chance i've got a I'm back. It's, I'm going to be slightly different when I came, but come back. People to know it's me, but be a different me in a sense because I'm back. Yeah. See, I didn't like. I didn't like that aspect of it. Like, it didn't matter too much. But I was just like, I just think that, quite frankly, he should have just been buried in the suit, comes back with the suit, like he's in the comic, and then that's the reason why. And then the end bit where in the, I think it's like the epilogue, isn't it, where he's got the glass on, and he goes and pulls the shirt in the iconic. Superman quick that, change to me should have been red and blue that should have been the moment you know what I mean see I mean when he had the black and I was like but hold on now I was like you've been back now everyone knows you're Superman you're supposed to be back as Superman now surely you'd go back to looking like Superman so you'd have the whole blue and that would have been more like I said more iconic him ripping it open like he does in the comics and all the cartoons and whatnot and he's got the whole red and yellow underneath but yeah, he just still had the black, and I was like, oh, you kind of missed the mark on that one." But okay. But, I, I, but yeah, I, I, was, I wasn't a fan of how he went about getting the black. So I think it was kind of wasted. If they was gonna do the bit where he picked it off of the shelf, maybe they should have made up a reason why he picked that one off the shelf. Maybe it's been made off of different fibers or something that will help him against Dark Side and. I'm hoping because obviously in the Nightmare timeline, the way you see scenes, obviously in this first scene where Cyborg sees the Nightmare timeline, he's in the black suit. 
when you see at the end of the film, he's in the red and blue, like he was in Batman v Superman. So I'm hoping that yeah. if we see two and three, even if it's a comic and we have to read them these the stories, that they give an explanation why he's why when he's obviously succumbed to the anti-life equation, he has gone back to red and blue then. Why has he chosen then to go back to red and blue? Yeah. Uh, you would make sense being a darker character, an evil character, keeping black because, you know, everyone symbolises black with a bit of a dark side. side but pun, pun. The, where we're talking about the, him coming back, right, to me, that whole scene... Like, I weren't keen on the way they brought him back in the... I was like, no, to me, like you said, they should have been, like, in the... Where he's in that sort of, like, robotic suit, isn't he? And he's been rejuvenated. He's being brought back mm. and he walks in the death of Superman. Uh, or the return of Superman. Um, but it, I didn't really like the ship idea where they sunk him and he just he's up and he, he, he goes up. I liked how they explained it out. Where the ship, like, to me, this is one of my favourite bits, is where the ship is like, don't do this. Like, don't... This is... Yeah. What you understand, and then it shows him the future. Now that to me, that bit there, when that happened, I was not expecting that to happen because I'd seen the original Justice League, and yeah, you like, saw the future. That was good. What stood out to me, and it's a picture I've got saved on my phone because it, fuck, is where you see Superman holding the charred fucking remains of Lois Lane. Yeah, like, that to me yeah. was like, <gasps> no. This is very much like the old Injustice story, isn't it? Where. Um, it was he tricks him into thinking it's doomsday and he takes Lois into outer space and kills her. But it's a different version of sending him over the edge. Same kind of story of like sending him over the edge to the point where he becomes bad and hates everyone. But it's yeah, it's like the death of Lois. But, but it's a different variation of it. And I like I don't mind them doing different variations as long as it makes sense. And that I, I like that angle. You know, oh, I thought that was pretty good. Did, I don't, we don't you... know how it happened. Right. But I think someone was saying that originally Zack Snyder said that the whole idea was it was Batman that was supposed to protect her while he was off fighting and it didn't happen. Basically, well, someone gave him up, wasn't it? Lex Luthor goes and tells, basically, decides with Darkseid, tells Darkseid where Lois is and uh, basically to get him on the, side. You need to get rid of her. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you may, I don't know. the key, as they say. I don't know if you know this. Did, obviously, you probably, you've watched the film. I take it you you wouldn't have seen the picture. It's a quick glimpse. You obviously, you're taken in by, in that quick glimpse, you're seeing Darkseid, you're seeing Lois Lane dead, you're seeing Superman on his knees, and then you see his hand mm. on his shoulder. That's all you see. Yeah. Do you know where that was? Where where they were? That was in the back cave, wasn't it? Like, if you see the still from it, you can see the Robin costume. I was like, oh, shit, they are going. That, that We need this. Why we need two and three? We need to fucking see this because, the, mm. oh, my God. Like, if we actually, like, I mean, don't be wrong, it's going to be fucked up if you see Darkseid kill Lois Lane like that, but oh, I'm like, man. That's what DC's about, though, isn't it? It's a much darker movie. This isn't your Disney Marvel Avengers. This is this is DC, and this, they can be very fucking dark. Please give me, to me, this is what I'm saying, please give me the rest. Of, I want to see the rest of the Snyder fucking films, man, because, like, what you're, like you say, people forget, and they, they see... Superman is the big boy blue. But you read the comics, there is always like a lot of... You never actually see the swear words, but there's always like... DC has a lot more of the F and then star, 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 star. So you, a lot more where yeah. they're swearing in it. Even in the Superman comics, there's a lot of that. And there's a lot more like when Superman and Doomsday fight in the comics, man. That's why it's my fucking favourite comic of all time, is that you, mm. that you, the punches you see in the arts, they are fucking each other up. But that's a comic. All right, okay, it's going to take it a bit more lightheaded in your head because it's a comic book. But when you saw that in Batman v Superman and all right, okay, Doomsday wasn't exactly the Doomsday I'd want to see, but I'm seeing this in fucking action. It's what I imagined Superman and him 
fucking each other up, proper going to town. Like mm. seeing that the remains of Lois Lane, I was like, oh man, like I did not know you were going to do that, that you were going to, like we could potentially, if we see these sequels, we can see that shit. And I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing another one if they improved on things, but there's certain things that I just don't want to see again. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get that. I get and that. But some of them is like, obviously we're going to go into it. I'm sure it's going to take up most of the end segment is the Joker side of it. Wait, I really don't want to see anymore. Wait, wait, wait. Cause I'm not there yet. Right. So Superman comes back. He lands over at the monument before this to me was a much better fleshed out scene. The whole, just the Batman thing, the whole Batman where in justice league, no, sorry. So it's not justice league, the Whedon thing, where you see him fly over, he grabs Batman and he says, "Do you bleed?" No, that is not the line I wanted to hear again. That from the other one, that is not the line. And then, yep, something's bleeding. The way he done this, and he looked like I was like, "Oh shit!" He could actually, he could kill Batman here. One hmm. like the, how close it came. That was such a simple but amazing, more effective way of doing it. Yeah. Um, no, like that scene was slightly better as well. The the whole like the 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 whole storyline of Clark coming back and saying like they obviously brought me back for a reason. Him going to get the suit. Him going to Alfred. Where are they basically? Like where are they? Let me tell me where they are. I'll go and see. It. Made more sense rather than him yeah. him not really saying much in the original one and then just turning out. Oh, I'm here for hope. I like hope, but I'm also a fan of justice. That was too too. <laughs> Christopher Reeve-esque, which I loved, then I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see a Superman that's going to come back to kick some ass, and we get to that final scene where they're. they're you know, are you ready to talk about that? Is there anything before that you want to talk to about? Because we're coming. You know what? Not. It was such a long film. I'm sure there's probably other key points that we missed, but like in terms of what we're talking about, it's like I can't. You bring up something, and I'll, I'll probably have an opinion on it. Yeah, like I generally do. But um, yeah, I've got nothing really that stood out. I mean, like I said to you. The film overall was fairly good. I loved the action scenes from the Wonder Woman in the bank. That was a lot longer and was a lot better. Gruesome. Uh, Heard the head yeah. splatting against the wall. Like, yeah, yes. like, I, I noticed that as well. There was more blood <laughs> in this one. Like even with, when he, um, when Steppenwolf threw that Asgard um, Atlantean against the rocks, and you see all the blood splatting up the rock. And what do you mean in the, you see, in the in the future timeline where you see Wonder Woman dying and the, the Atlantean being stabbed? No, the bit where he's dragging the Atlantean out of the water to find out where the Atlantean... Oh, right, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, you know, I was then, say you know that was... And the bit with the bank Aquaman. where they walk straight out and even the bit where they get out of the car and he's like, bam, pots him in the head and you just see the blood splatter go all over the, the road and it's like, already it's like, okay, so you're not as uh, PG as the ju original Justice League was because I don't remember much blood in the original Justice League. There was a lot more... No, there, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it seems a little bit of a darker time. And, but yeah, like the action sequences in terms of Wonder Woman scene, the Amazonian fight scene, all of it was uh, the fact it had more action. I liked. Oh, like, I said, there was bits the, in the it fight scene like at the end. The, the, to me, like was just so much better. Like the whole, you know, I mean, all right, okay. I know you're saying about Barry stumbling, doing the spinning, uh, running around. When he was running around, he sort of stumbles again. Did he get shot this time? That bit was yeah, a bit cool. That's fine. I mean, because you see that in like comics a lot and uh, even the cartoons they always go for his legs because for a guy whose superpower is running obviously his weak point is going to be his legs yeah if you can take out his legs bitch can't run so you see it happen he has got this fast rejuvenating power 
so he does like heal a lot quicker but um but yeah like the flash his like his build up i didn't like that the whole car crash bit with that weird fucking music and he's touching her face like you don't know the girl and you're sexually harassing her now <laughs> you are touching up her face and taking a hot dog and putting it in your pocket. I literally thought though, when he picked up that hot dog, he was going to start wiping it across her face. I thought, I uh, no, I thought I was like, what I is he going to do? It's going to get really creepy. I literally I... thought, first of all, he's like stroking her face while she's frozen in time. And was it me? If you just got ejected from a car, would your face not be fucking all distorted and being screaming the fucking place down that you've been launched from a car? She was so calm while flying through the air, just like. Hmm. and the plinky plonky music going along and she's just floating to her death not knowing that Barry Allen's had save her and then yeah he just pulls out it's like stroking her face and he just pulls that hot dog out the air and I was like do not wipe that across her mouth don't wipe that across her mouth Barry (laughs) stick it it down her throat the best case scenario that could have happened but yeah that whole scene I was like it's so fucking it would have it would have made that if it would have made that scene a point like a not being pointless if he'd have just got the sausage and sort of went duh, 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 across her face funny <laughs> funnily then put it in his pocket that would have made sense but like what was that like you're just hungry you, i know yeah, you have to burn like, calories it, just... it was for the dog That's oh yeah of course it was, it was. yeah it was for the dogs dog but um but yeah i just i didn't like anything really dude like other than the visual effects i thought that was pretty good like the bit where even obviously normal clothes aren't built for that kind of the shoes. Speed and stuff like that. So the bit where he spins around, his shoes evaporate. I'm like, yeah, you are. I can dig all that. I, I quite like all the effects you're using a little bit. The running looks a bit odd. They didn't quite have the running down when he's speed running. It looked a bit awkward. Yeah. It's with like the arms. Him slinging. Yeah. It looked very fake. Like he was just running on the spot and then they CGI'd everything and it didn't look as good. I mean, I hate that, but Twilight did a better job of speed running. <laughs> Hard to say. It. I know I ha- that's hard for me to say that like Twilight did anything right, but the fact when they're showing someone running at high speed, they did a lot better than them at that. It's just it looks awkward, and but other than that, the visual effects on the whole lightning coming out, I, I quite liked it. I was quite disappointed he never done the you know the mother box scene. I thought he was going to do the bit where you know where he needs to power it. I thought he was going to do the running lightning bolt where he runs so fast and then slings the lightning. That, yeah, that would have been awesome. He just... I was like, it. oh, is this... Because he was saying weird shit happens when I, you know, break the uh, the speed of uh, speed of light, isn't it? When I do that, it's like, he's like, some things go wrong with the timeline. Weird shit happens. I was like, oh, weird shit. Is he going to sling lightning? And I thought he was literally just going to run up, spin, and voodoo, fucking lightning bolt it and lob lightning. But he didn't do it. Instead, no. he... What did he do? He tripped again or some shit? I don't know. In, like so, in that bit, he obviously got shot. I think he went back in, sort of went back in time, didn't he? Reverse time a little bit, and it felt like he kind of done that in the <clears throat> in the scene where he they brought Superman back because the the thing goes in yeah, the he water. Did. Yeah, it, it destroyed everything, and then he stopped it from destroying everything and rewound it a little bit. But there was no kind of explanation for that that he'd done that. Like I, like, it never. Other really... than that, he wasted so much time bitching about his fucking hip. And getting the wind knocked out of him, that he got everyone killed. <laughs> so yeah. he's got no choice but to rewind time a little bit to correct that because yeah. you fucked everything up. So yeah. you're going to have to break your own rule and correct your fuck up. And this kind of the thing about Batman in this scene, like because before it didn't feel like he was, it didn't give you the like aspect that he was kind of strong enough to keep up the fight with him. But in this one, he was more like you literally heard him say, like whatever happens, 
just go it. This is why I brought you together. Like he knows, he's sort of making a point. Knows that like, I ain't powered like you, but I'm coming in for this fight. That gave me a reason to want Batman in that fight more than it did in the other thing. In the yeah, other, I think he was uh, very underutilized in the movie a little bit. Um, yeah, I didn't really see much of Batman and what he can do, which but, is a shame. But, but, um, but I, I like the thing is it, it strengthened my cause for what you did see of Ben Affleck. But he is a good Batman. He is nothing a, can beat the uh, free flow combat that he done in the Batman versus Superman. Oh, the, the in the, the warehouse, the building that screamed Batman, and I'm like, oh, I would have loved to have just seen a big, long, drawn out scene like that with Batman just fighting a bunch of the Parademons or something. But it was all like guns and stuff like that, and him throwing a couple of gadgets. But that was about it, and then using a, a big Gatling cannon. See, see, I think that's this is where for Ben Affleck he should have had a Batman because in that sort of situation he is going to have to step up his game. He's not going to be about hand to hand because it's Parademons and it's well, he's not just yeah. going to go in there with, like, hang on, no, I am just a geezer. <laughs> I am just a guy with a suit like here. He like maybe had his power gloves, you know, the gloves from the the games that he's got. They would have been. Yeah, quite, yeah, if you're yeah gonna do anything, hand- like use more of your gadgets a little bit rather than their guns. Yeah, yeah. Show yeah. that but, you, you, you are kitted out to the eyeballs for a fight because that's what Batman would do. He would go into a fight fully prepared. Now, if he knows he's going to fight parademons, yeah, he's got a tank, but you would have packed a little bit more to go he, up against them. Like you had this new suit, which I didn't dig, by the way. With the goggles, I, I, I didn't really like that new suit. Um, I didn't like that in the original. Don't like it now. But um, yeah, I just didn't feel like Batman is he, he can do more. Yeah. But uh, you didn't see too uh, much of it in that, I thought. But that's, I think that's the good thing. The one thing about Batman, he, his arc was to bring this team together. That's that's what yeah. I loved about it. His arc, he showed how much he wanted to bring this team together. That's the one thing about this movie. That's the good thing about Batman. I think, yeah, we could have done with more Batman action, but mm. we saw a lot of the other side of Batman, like that he is a leader of sorts it, sh- it showed the leader strength of him quite well yeah. I mean like, it just showed Wonder Woman being more of a badass than anyone really but yeah she, she was fucking she was kicking the piss out of everything yeah. throughout the whole film every fight scene she was like she had these big old fight sequences and it was good and then like I said with the whole unity thing with, with that whole moment like that to me that part of the fight was unbelievable like that's so different the way they ended it in the other one where the, like we said earlier about the smell of fear was a big thing that's how Steppenwolf Basically, got the parademons at him. Basically, because they he was scared of the Justice League. Like that ain't yeah. believable. How how is six six of them being able to fight him? If all they had to do was make him go boo. Like if they had gone boo to him and made him jump, he'd have shit himself, and the parademons would have taken him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this one, like he he was strong. He was he looked fucking amazing. Like that suit. Yeah, I'm not gonna, like, that was a massive improvement. And the one things I, I kind of I didn't like about it, them things that like the moving parts. Of it, I'm not a big fan of that. You, have you seen Men in Black Three? You've got that. No. no, right? Okay, in there, there's like this bad guy in it, Boris or something like that. He has like these things that come out of his hands, and it cre- it's like a spike. I don't like that. That to me makes me feel sick to the stomach. His suit made me feel a bit sick, but that makes me believe it more as a bad guy, someone I don't want to fucking go near. That that suit was quite cool the way he looked, and you believed him as a better, stronger. He, in the other one, he just looked like a like a Viking who thought I've got to had a few drinks. I'm going to go for a fight with these six superpowers over here. Yeah, I mean, like it was this big metallic suit of armor, which mm. made sense when he was going up against the Amazonians and they were just firing arrows upon arrows, and it was just basically getting stuck in his armor, deflecting off. He's like, he's pretty much invulnerable that armor, apart from this small part of his face which is hanging out, which you saw a couple of them take shots at, like um, the Queen uh, 
oh, I can never bloody say a name. Was it Hippolyta? Hippolyta? Hip, Hippolyta? It ain't but something for like, the Essex accent. The Queen it, of the Amazons. Yeah, she fired a shot at his face and he catches it before it makes contact. But it just goes to show that that is a weak spot. But everything else is armoured up to the teeth. So yeah. it's, um, it, it made him a bit more of a contender, shall we say. Yeah, against, uh... that's what I'm saying. And like he was he was there to he was trying to prove the point to Dark. You knew because you kind of got the backstory that he pissed off uh Dark Side quite a bit. He was trying to prove a point and it gave you yeah, that like, flesh out. So, so he he was there to fight until the very end. Whereas before, like you said, he got scared of the Justice League. But that moment where the unity's coming together and like the whole <clears> time and the portal starts opening and they see Dark Side that for me, that was that was like they're all staring when they're staring through the portal at him. That was awesome. That was an awesome moment. Like it was like that that, that makes you want to and free. Like oh shit, that's next. Like them seeing him. Like we know you're out there. We're gonna. We're, it's just we're, the fact that they're all like, how are we going to get there now? Now that the mudbox owner is going, we're gonna go the old way, and it's like get the ships kind of thing. It's like that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, okay, so yeah. now you've got to set up for a few films because it's gonna take him time to get from wherever he is to Earth via ship. So you know that they've got a bit more time now to, yeah. you know, better prepare themselves as such for the big battle. Let's go into the epilogue. Obviously, the epilogue part of it is rehashing again. I- a lot of it was similar to what we'd seen before, in the sense. I, yeah, I, I just thought the epilogue had no business in the film at all. Any of it, even like any of it. I think they even seeing like the, the Kent's getting the farm back, which was obviously in in the Justice League. Yeah, like uh, that could have been at the normal end of it, but like the fact that they did this whole, it was like a sixteen minute epilogue, wasn't it, or something yeah. like that? Nineteen minutes it was quite long, but I think the nightmare scene. They could have deleted that altogether. I don't, I didn't see any need for it anymore. If you should have put that just before Batman talked about going back in time, you know, or getting Barry, you know, where he's sitting there saying, "I just had this weird dream," and he mentions that Barry came back and was saying stuff like that. They should have had it halfway through, like pointing at the end, and it had no relevance to the story. Yeah, well, like, see, I'm I'm seeing it the opposite because because I'm so like I need to see more Zack Snyder Justice Leagues. I need to see two and three. To me, that was you know foreshadowing. What? The only reason I added that in there was purely because everyone was so pissed off with. I think it was another publicity son. Everyone was so pissed off, or most people, the, the normal people, were pissed off with Joker. Um, the no one liked him to the point where it was like, okay, look, we've corrected all this stuff you've done with Joker, and look, we've put him in there. And I think that people thought it was going to be a lot bigger than it was. And then they actually just chucked ah. in at the end, just as a, oh, we've got to justify the fact that we've kind of pushed the whole Joker thing to add a little bit more publicity well, for the film. I, I don't know. If, if you've been following it as much as I have, like, it was that everyone they, they, everyone kind of knew. It. I mean, we hoped there would be more, I think, there'd be more. But we knew it was going to be one scene. It was going to be yeah. one scene. That That's what I, it, it made it clear, like, please, like, you know, we, they basically made you know, like, it is one scene. But to me, that's what like. I enjoyed it. I liked the interaction between Batman and Joker. For me, it was seeing that Batman and Joker going in. I know you're going to have negatives, but I've been excited to yeah. talk about this. To me, like, he is different to the Joker we saw in Suicide Squad. I think he, to me, he makes sense going into this timeline because he's a Joker that, I know you don't like the whole, he's a Joker that's in love with Harley Quinn, but there is there is a bit of humanity to him with the Harley thing. That's a nerve-touching thing for him. That, to me, makes him unstable in this universe. The Harley Quinn is his 
if we're going to believe the Harley Quinn and Joker love story, that he does have a little bit of humanity because they sold that to us in Suicide Squad. So they kept that side of it. But they also made him slightly a bit more like the things he was saying, like when he's when he says about a mother, a father, don't you fucking say the next thing that comes out of your watch what you say with the next fucking thing that comes out of your mouth that. Wow. And he goes an adopted son. That was fucking like, oh, now we need to see two and three because now we need to know. We need to see what happened. We need to. I need to see more. And to me, that one, the line that done it for me, is Batman's. Oh, will fucking kill you. Oh no, not just it's the Harley Quinn. When he when he said Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn said with her dying breath, "When I kill you, and make no doubt about it, I will fucking kill you." Literally, boner time. That line, I was like, oh, he just fucking told the Joker he's gonna fucking kill him. That's a Batman I need to see. see the, the, I think that that bat, like that that Batman interaction, he could have had that with any character though, and it would have been quite cool. Like the fact I know the bit where he's sitting there saying, "I will fucking kill you." That's a that's a big change in obviously Batman, because Batman won't kill. But uh, the point where he's now at this stage where he's like, "I will fucking kill you," it's like, "Oh, okay." So now you're seeing a side of Batman that no longer gives a shit. Like that's a little bit different. Um, it's a, but that interaction was so fucking god awful it was one of the worst parts of the film for me apart okay, from I, I get that like on part with the the flash talking to himself with the look at me pa i'm one of the best that kind of fucking shit and i didn't dig that but you know what they reminded me of the the joker bit was if you're watching the joker right and this is my if I was sitting down watching, say, Mark Hamill's joke on a video game, and it was like, you know when you, your dad comes in and takes the piss out of something mm. that you like? That's what that reminded me of, someone taking the piss out of Joker. It's like, that from the laugh, it's like, if your dad walks in and sees you playing uh, computer with Joker, Mark Hamill's like, oh, is that the Joker? Is it with it? Listen to his laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that's not how he laughs, dad. It's like, you know, it's like when they try and take the piss out of stuff and he's trying to do the impression of it. It's, it just sounded like someone doing a, a piss take impression of the Joker, like a bad impression from everything where he's talking. It's like, oh, you know, you, 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 you think you're going to lose control and all this shit. It's like, and then he's laughed, that fucking laugh, man. It really rubs me up the wrong way. It's such a fucking bad laugh. Like, yeah, I could hear it in the background. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like it it was just stupid and the the way he sounds was stupid and i i know you can't really compare the two but i go back to the original or the best interaction of batman and joker and that was in the dark knight where the interrogation scene with batman and joker in that prison cell you cannot beat that so far i would have been okay with a different scene but you cannot beat that and i watched that again prior to this podcast just because it just triggered in my head of how good that scene was that's what you was watching that still gives you tingles it still gives me that tingle. it's that bit where this like you're sitting there about uh you know batman controlling joker but it's the reverse side of it that joker controlling batman that bit where he picks him up off the table and he's making him lose his temper to the point where batman's like fuck this walks up jams that chair up against the door so the police can't come rushing in and starts fucking unleashing on him it's like he made batman lose his composure he gets to him 
and he's always controlling the situation. He's always fucking manipulating things. But from his laugh and his voice, it's so much more sinister. You know what I mean? And like, I just see this side and I'm okay for a different Joker because fuck me, you look at the Joker in terms of Heath Ledger and then you look at the animated version of in the games like Mark Hamill are two of the best probably interpretations of Joker that I know of in like live action, obviously not with comics because you can't really envision it as well. You envision that you don't actually see it, but those are some of the best jokers. And you look at the Mark Hamill Joker and the Heath Ledger Joker, two very different kind of aspect, like takes on it, but still very fucking good. But I can just, I can't take anything good out of that Joker. I don't like anything he does. This whole bit, like you was pointing out, the relationship between him and Harley, I don't like that as well. I think that's stupid. Like, the only reason he likes Harley Quinn around is because he can use her. She's almost like his scapegoat for things as well, you know? It's like he's just... He he doesn't love anything. He just likes having things around that can benefit him. Uh, see, but I, I, I'm just hoping, right, that because like I said, I do... I kind of like Jared Leto's Joker, but it's because I, I'm quite open to all different takes of the Joker. I know you, you have a certain... You, you have a Joker you like, maybe not just one. No, like I, I'm, I'm open to different ones. Yeah, but I have, I do have a tolerance level. Yeah, okay, of, I get it. I get it. It's gone totally off the mark. Oh, and there'll be there'll be characters like that. Like I was saying, could you imagine like them taking a Superman impression and just doing a really really shit take on it, where he's like, could you imagine Superman is coming out as this redneck guy? Like, <laughs> but hey, hey Lois, I'm going out save the world. It's like yeah. that just like, that that would totally put you off of Superman, wouldn't it? It's like, you'd be sitting there going like, why the fuck is Superman a redneck? Why is, why is he like all this? Why is he like, I'm going, I'm teaming up with Batman. It's like, it just Which, you sense. think about it really, he's from Kansas. Pretty sure that's quite redneck. Yeah. It's probably like bang on par of what it should be like, really. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Like, Could you wait up, up and away, man. Okay, man. But it would, like, that wouldn't turn you right off the character, wouldn't it? You would, you would sit there and go, they've bastardized Superman. Yeah, I guess. And that's what I think they've done with Joker. And I know you're open to different takes, and believe me, I'm open to different takes. Like, I like Jack Nicholson's Joker as well. Very, very different to Heath Ledger's Joker. Different to Mark Hamill's Joker. There's, you can do different Jokers, and I would like it. Even going back to the 1960s, uh, 1970s Joker, you know, Cesar from the Romero. original Batman. So it's Cesar again, Romero. Yeah, like, very different Joker, but it's still an acceptable Joker. It's just a different take of Joker. But what they've done to him or what, I, as I said, I don't know who had the creative genius behind this, whether it was Heath, um, whether it was Jared Leto saying, this is how I want it to be done. Or whether it was Warner brothers saying, this is how we want it to be done. Or whether it's just Whedon saying, this is how I want it to be done. Or maybe a combination of all of them, but whoever the fuck done it, bastardized the character in my opinion. And I really don't like it. And I, was hoping and I was really hoping that we was going to come into this with me saying, you know what? You was right. They've improved the look. Yes. Slightly. Not by much. It's just different. They've taken away the stupid tattoos, which, and his you teeth. know, they should have done in the teeth. Yeah, I loved the teeth. Cause it, you, you couldn't really see his teeth, but they look like, look like he's the they teeth look blackened. Been, they look like they've been ripped out. But yeah, but so like I said, I don't, I just don't like anything to do with that character. I don't like the voice. I don't like the laugh. I don't like the characterisms of him. I just don't like it. 
and there's nothing that I could see someone doing that and I wouldn't sit there and guess it was Joker. Originally, apart from the makeup, you could have just stuck him in any fucking film. All they've literally done is they thought, oh, let's make him imagine, make him look like the crow. Because that's all he looks like now. The crow from the fucking original films. The long hair, the white face, the smeared makeup. It's like, that's all he looks like. And it's like this pretty boy kind of joker still. But it's just, yeah, like I said, there's just. Uh, I think there is there is there a massive, like. massive divide on. We, this is a good thing about us is that we have two. I I, I, I kind of like him. I still think we haven't seen enough. And I think if you saw more, you might get a better understanding because every other Joker has had time to shine in a movie or in a, in a, in. They've always had time to see. We've now seen roughly thirteen minutes of of that Joker overall. Yeah, right. But you you say this and you say they've had times to sh- to shine, right? But put it this way, when the Dark Knight was coming out, right? This is, I'll, I'll use this example because it is by far, in my opinion, the best Joker to date so far. But you take this scene, right? Now, I, you know, I was a bit pissed off when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker because I couldn't see it happening. I thought he was a pretty boy, blah, blah. When I saw that first picture of that Joker, I thought, wow, that actually looks fucking sinister and that looks good. But when I saw the first pictures of Jared Leto, I automatically thought, and I didn't have any opinions on Jared Leto. When I saw those first pictures of Jared Leto from the Suicide Squad movie with the tattoos and that, I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but then I was like, okay, I'll wait to see how good it is anyway. And you're sitting there saying they had time to shine and flushed out. The first few moments Joker was on screen on Dark Knight, you automatically was like, fuck me, man, that is a good Joker. The moment he opens his mouth, the moment you hear the laugh, the moment you see him manipulating that bank scene, you're like, that is a fucking Joker. But you don't get that from the first instance with Jared Leto, and I haven't got that from seeing him on screen for as much time as he's been on screen. I haven't seen a single bit of it. The way he talks, the way he laughs, the way he acts, his backstory. Nothing of that, to me screams joker and i'm a big batman fan i love batman that you know when we was when we was going back to like comics and that but you was always in very superman's corner i was very batman's corner those were kind of our favorite characters in dc yeah joker's my bad guy you know he's the big fucking super bad guy for um for batman same as lex Luthor is for superman but to be be honest i've always joker's always been my favorite bad guy even though superman I mean, oh, Superman yeah, and Batman are on me. par for me, but Superman just pipes it because I've always just had that more. Yeah. Um, Joker's always been my favourite bad guy. He always has. But, but like I said, with with Jared Leto's Joker, I, I, I liked it. I did like what we saw. I liked the little interaction. And this is, brings on to the last point about this. Do you know about the... the, the we're, we're not done with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Did you know that? What do you mean? That they're now, next is coming up for charity. He's bringing out... Zack Snyder's Justice League called Justice is Grey, the black and white edition of Justice League. So he's doing the film again in black and white. And the last scene, because obviously you probably noticed that he didn't do the we live in a society line in this one, right? That was dropped. Okay. That version of that scene is going to be in Justice is Grey. So it's going to be slightly different. In certain aspects. So we're going to have to do four hours again. <laughs> I ain't Just... watching that again. I'll, and I'll I'm certainly not watching it black and white. And I didn't like the sixteen by nine ratio. Where the fuck he four three, four three, well. yeah, yeah. I, I weren't a, I weren't a big fan of that 
filming either. I was like, it, it reminded me of plugging my N64 in back on my normal TV now. And you've got, a, obviously, those computers aren't built for normal HD TV. So you've got to shrink the ratio down for it to fit now. That's what it reminded me of. And it was a bit like, meh. Well, I still watched it. It didn't take away while I was watching it, but I just thought, fuck's sake, in this day and age, do we really have to watch it in a, like, the way watching it off of a Nokia phone? Right, it's, like, okay. it's, it's, it's tiny. So uh, I think we've covered as much as we need to cover. Are you happy with that? Is there anything else you want to go over? No, no, we've, uh, yeah, like I said, we've, we've, we've had a good bit. chat. We've had, we've had the chat we were, we were going to have. Um, I, overall, right, so overall, going forward on this film, last thing, would you you would be adamant that you would want this as the canon Justice League if they carry on the films from this, from what we've seen now. Yeah. 100%. I would like for them to improve some characters. Like, this is by far the superior Justice League film, obviously. You can't sit there now and watch this and go back to the other one and say, that's a far superior film. You'd be fucking insane. Like, it would make no sense. Because when you watch the other one, you just realise how much it didn't make sense. And I remember it not making much sense at the time anyway. I just thought it was rushed and it didn't make much sense. But when you see this, you go, okay, this one makes more sense. So this is by far the one to watch. Would I watch it again, though? No. Um, I don't feel I need to. Like it's, like I said, it was it was a good film. It wasn't great. But it was it was good. And it made more sense than the original film. Going forward, I would still like him to probably carry on with the story. I would just like the characters to improve a bit. Yeah. Flash. Go. go um, the, Cyborg, I thought they did a great job with. I thought Cyborg was awesome. And, and now and I'm really disappointed that Ray Fisher is no longer doing it unless they managed to talk him into coming back under Snyder's supervision. I'd like to... Obviously, we're all... It's still fresh. This is... It's still the weekend of Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier dropped on Friday and I watched it purely because I was like, oh shit, that did come out. But I, my whole weekend, my whole week has been about Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'd like to yeah. now, once it's all died down, come on, let's... Okay, what are we going to do now? What are we going to... Let's do a few films and then let's do Justice League 2 with Zack Snyder or, or, or that keep that storyline. Let's keep this going this way. Let's, I would just like to see where it goes with a with uh, dark side yeah 100 percent. we need that, to, they, they need to carry that on they need they need to, at least in the films now let's see a bit of what's going on with that let's find out yeah, I think, like the re- whole reason why they put it in there is because dark side is the best way to kind of make him equivalent is like the thanos of the marvel kind of thing he's like he's that big bad guy that's going to come from another anything, planet he's, 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 he's worse Mate, that, well, that's what I mean. I like the DC characters better, so I like Darkseid more than I like Thanos. And Thanos is a great I'm, character, but like Darkseid, yeah, like the whole like, anti-life thing, enjoy. like like I said to me, the, the, the nightmare scenes were some of my favourite bits. I mean, it, like I said, it's what makes me want to see two and three. The nightmare, scene, the, the like I said, the Chad Lois thing, the fuck man, that picture is that that well, like scene actually beautiful film based on that timeline, and I'm hoping a little bit of Flashpoint might touch on more of that. But yeah, we shall see. This brings us to the end of this week's episode. I've enjoyed it. We've finally got through Zack Snyder's Justice League. We've got a whole new episode to plan next week. Who knows what it's going to be? I'm Ryan. That's my good friend, Ash. Ash, this is the end of Talks with Dorks. Let me, before I just say goodbye to you, let me just quickly do the old social media thing. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Podcast. You can search for us on YouTube and listen to our episodes on there by searching Talks with Dorks and looking for our beautiful picture next to the name um like i said that's wraps it up pretty much ash any final words from you as always no peace out see you later
honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Batman.